This is Karen with NewClevelandRadio.net, and it is time for Care Notes with Doug Wilbur from Cherish Companions. And Doug, I hear that there's something new that's going on in the state of Ohio that there's licensing now for agencies? There is. So it's it's relatively new. Um, they, the state of Ohio um, has required from October of last year, I believe is um, the effective um, timing for companies that do this to be licensed. Um, there are a couple loopholes in there for like really, really small, small operators. Um, but, but otherwise, you know, you, if you're doing this in the state of Ohio and you're doing you know, anything but, you know, what ultimately should look like taking care of your grandfather on your own or something like that, that um, you you should be licensed in. And, you know, it's, it's weird because there are a number of companies that just were not even aware of it. So there are companies that have no idea even to this point in time um, that there is a licensure. And so there are folks that probably are operating without a license, which, you know, I would not want to be that person. And you definitely don't want that person taking care of your your family member, you know, in that um, situation. Um, and, you know, the one of the things that I think is important um, is to understand why licensure, what what the advantages are. Sure. Um, you know, in many ways, you know, I, I tend to believe that um, too much government control um, can stifle innovation and have other issues. And, you know, I, I tend to believe, you know, that um, um, the free market does work fairly well in regulating and other things. But um, with certain things having to do with health and welfare and other things, it's important to have, uh, you know, a licensing um, procedure so that if someone is not operating in a good way, um, you can pull that license. Um, and, and so, you know, possibly get rid of unscrupulous people that may be involved in this. And, and most people who do this are not by any stretch of the imagination um, you know, unscrupulous. Most of them are doing because they, you know, want to do the right thing and are wanting to help people. And, you know, um, so, um, but, but that's one of the advantages of, of, you know, having licensure. Um, I'm part of the Home Care Association of America. Um, in Ohio, I'm actually the vice chair. And we worked really hard in, and the whole licensing procedure, we've been working on, on this kind of having, um, you know, um, working groups that we're working on trying to get licensure um, in the state of Ohio. Um, and, um, and so um, when it came, you know, when things were started getting proposed, um, I actually, you know, was in the meeting with the the person who was involved in in um, in getting the legislation through and trying to talk and say this is what's important 
you know, here's here's what needs to be a part of that, or we believe, you know, representing the group, not not me individually. We believe these are some of the important things that um, need to be in the provisions. But I will tell you, at this point in time, the biggest part of licensure is, um, and and the reason that we were starting this was consumer protection. People who are getting care to have, you know, um, some sort of protections for them. Um, good companies were doing um, this before, which was getting background checks. You know, that was was built in having yeah. certain standards in hiring folks. Um, and so the 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 licensure um, it, at least codified best practices. And I will tell you that the the biggest part of what licensure in the state of Ohio now is around um, the, like doing background checks, that that was a big um, uh, impetus, um, even for the sponsor um, to, to get things going because th they had heard of a situation that actually happened in the Cleveland area um, that they felt like if there had been background checks, it might have protected the the family um, from having some some issues that ended up happening, and so um, so you know that was a big thrust in it, and and that's like a big part of of um, what the legislation is currently about, um, and 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 that's a basic you should do. Um, things like background checks. Um, a good company will also go, you know, steps further and do reference checks. You know, um, they'll make sure that they do interviews that are substantial. Uh, you know, and um, and to in order to to be able to get a hold of of the right folks. But just starting from the beginning, you know, no questions asked the the anyone who is um who is getting care in ohio should have uh, you know you should ask are you licensed um and and you know and just know that that's like the base okay um sure. you you have to uh, <clears throat> in order to operate you really do need a license and if someone isn't doing it they're likely either really, 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 really small, or they're operating outside of the jurisdiction that they need to. Um, and um, and I, I will say this is that there are some companies, I think that it may still be in pending status. That doesn't mean that they've that anything's wrong. It just means it took them a long time to get through the pile yeah. of applications that people had. And so if someone's pending, um, I don't think I would have a lot of fear in using them as well, because they they did the the due diligence to get their um you know their um application in. It's just taking a while, is all. Sure. So well, anything like that doesn't really happen overnight. Like, you know, you wanted it to start last October and 
maybe the word hasn't even gotten around to some people, or maybe some of these smaller agencies are thinking, well, it doesn't apply to me. Because uh, I, right. I, I heard that from somebody the other day. Um, she wanted to start doing home care. And I said to her, what kind of training do you have? And she said, well, I used to take care of my grandmother. And I said, but that's not training. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, it's the same way, you know, I raised two boys, but it doesn't mean that I should be out there being a nanny or taking care of children with special needs. You know, mm -hmm. I don't have the training other than I lived it. And that's just not enough. And we have we have to hold people accountable. And especially if they're with our elderly family members who may not know everything that is happening around them. Right. Well, one thing too is I, I think licensure, the licensure, excuse me, is is as I mentioned, a, you know, a basic thing you need to look at. Do they are they licensed? Um, the the um, the second thing um, is if they're not licensed, my suggestion would be, you know, that would not be an organization that I think I would want sure. to take care of because, the, you know, why aren't they? It's, you know, you, you'd really want to ask why are, is someone yep. not licensed? The second thing I think that's important, and this is going uh, away from the licensure, um, because the licensure is largely around, you know, um, application, certain basic standards coming under the health department's, um, you know, guidance and, and other things. Um, is, is a company tied in with a larger organization? And I don't mean like a franchise. I mean, like, are they a part of the Home Care Association of America? Are they with an organization um, that has, you know, critical standards. Um, so to be a part of the Home Care Association of America, just as an example, you have to meet certain standards to, you know, be a part of that. Um, and um, and so um, I think that's important because it also shows, if, I think, an interest in um, the field that you're in upholding certain standards within that field and an interest to learn, grow, and associate with others that are trying to raise the standard rather than just kind of getting along. And so um, if an organization is not a part of it, and I would even go a step further, are you active within it? If someone's not active within, uh, you know, an organization, um, I, I really do think you should question, you know, how they're operating and and their interests. Because anything like it would be like having your doctor, um, and you know, they're, you know, they went to medical school basically in that situation, um, which and you know, then have no interest in learning or growing or whatever. Right. Well, if you went to medical school 30 years ago and that's how you're still practicing medicine and you're not learning, growing, you know, going to meetings where you're expanding your knowledge, um, you're going to catch some things, but you're really not 
going to be at the cutting edge of anything, you know, anything. And I, I think most of us want our doctors to be, if any, you know, more on the, the cutting edge, sure, absolutely. you know, as far as learning, you, you may have a cautious doctor that doesn't prescribe the newest drug right away. And that, that just is sometimes temperament, you know, where they want to see, um, that, that, you know, it doesn't get recalled or something like right. that. Um, but, um, but heck, um, you, you want someone who knows about the drug. Under this certification, I know you said, you know, background checks is really important. And I, I totally agree. I mean, um, I'm, I'm doing this uh, part-time job where I visit hospitals and I take care of uh, a piece of equipment, the same equipment in each of the hospitals. And I had to go through a background check and mm-hmm. every six months it gets reviewed. And mm-hmm. so I'm coming up to my six months and I got an email today that said, you know, are you willing to sign off on another background check? I am, I'm not concerned about it, but if there was something in my background, you know, should I be the one going in to the hospitals because I have credentials? I go as far as outside of the operating rooms. So, you know, uh, I think that's important. But are you, does this certification also include how each level of personnel needs to be trained? So if, can you be an aide without any training? So um, yes, you can, but but part of that is not because there's a, a, that there's something wrong with that because you have to understand that in home care we do everything from one end, um, like more companionship, um, to the other end where you have very in, intensive, um, you know, care where it's you know it's. It in some ways is more like a nursing home, and that that um, you know, there someone may be bed bound and sure. need to be turned frequently, or you know, have significant transfers. Um, so, so I don't think that that the law should say you have to have um, you know um, you know certain skill sets um, because of the fact of that variance but but i do believe a company needs to have certain standards for doing it and those standards um you know need to be based on skill sets or skills assessment or other things now again that said you know if uh, you can get an scna in like four weeks um of of training so um you may have someone that's done this for 20 years, um, does four weeks, ultimately Trump, um, 20 years of experience. I, I think you could make an argument that that 20 years of experience um, has given someone a lot of knowledge and, right. and understanding and, and things. Um, and so, you know, one of the things that we do, and this is now more uh, from an at an agency level. And that this is where I think it's important and why having a big agency um, can make a difference or a larger agency 
we employ a nurse and matter of fact, um, we employ a couple nurses to um, to be involved in um, a lot of the hands-on um, work. And um, so those those folks that that we have in the nursing capacity are doing things like, you know, a training assessment. Um, so we we actually assess the skill level of uh, caregivers are coming in, even people with STNAs or, you know, training that is certified. Um, we'll look at it. And if we don't feel like it's up to our standards, we'll have them come back for more training. So, so I, just because someone has an STNA does not, in my opinion, mean that, that um, that's a you know, a, a stamp of approval, at least not for us as an organization. Um, and um, and I would say the vast majority of people, even with STNAs, we may get further training on on certain things um, to bring them up to our standards. You know, um, when I was in the hospital um, back in June, um, I had two people who were being trained um, and they came in and asked me, you know, University Hospital happens to be a training hospital. So, you know, you have a choice to say no, but I said, okay. Um, and I was amazed at how much these young women wanted to learn, you know. Oh, yeah. They just, yeah. And so the fact that you do training, I think is phenomenal because you might find somebody who walks in the door and doesn't really have all the skills right now, but you pick up on the fact that, hey, with some training, they're going to be excellent. Yeah, it's, and um, and that's why, you know, we hire, you know, for heart, not just skills. We look at, you know, because if someone really wants to learn and train and stuff, we can give them that, that training and that, you know, a, a foundation um, that we can continually build on and build in those skill sets that they're going to require to do, to be really good at, at what they do. Um, I will say also that, um, the, that, um, you know, we have a large, you've been to our, our place. It's a large um, uh, space that we have. So we have a learning lab, we have a Hoyer lift there, hospital bed, um, we have you know training dummies that we use. Um, and and that kind of love for learning that you were talking about, that's one of the things when when they do national surveys for um, caregivers, one of the things that they're no noticing is that a lot of these caregivers, really want training. Now you have some that are kind of like that that um, fictional or non-fictional doctor that I mentioned that you know got done with medical school and didn't want to learn anything exactly. more. They, they had all the knowledge they needed in their own mind. And um, and so but but you know at this um, you know those those are folks that I don't think you really want you know working with you or working you know, for you, whether it be a doctor or an aide, you know. Sure, absolutely. Um, but, you know, one of the biggest things that caregivers do want is they want, um, you know, in the, these national polls and national surveys, more training. 
So we've built in a really robust um, training and training schedule. And um, we even have kind of our equivalent um, of, of a, um, um, I, I wouldn't say it's an SDNA, but it's, it's, you know, it's kind of our equivalent of training that we feel like prepares someone for a home setting. And if they can achieve that, um, you know, they can actually get paid at a higher rate sure. uh, for doing it. So we are, you know, um, putting money where our mouth is, as far as saying training is important. You know, we pay our folks when they train, you know, there it's not, you know, oh, we offer training, but we actually pay them for their time in training. So as to incentivize again, folks to be doing that. And I would say that most, most companies don't do that. They're, you know, I, it's expensive. Training is a huge commitment right. and, um, and, and is expensive, you know, um, you know, the, another thing having to do with standards, I, I guess we've kind of morphed to standards, you know, uh, away from the, the, uh, you know, original thing as far as the licensure. Um, but, but, you know, we, we do random drug screens so that, um, you know, drugs are one of those big things in our society that are kind of um, the X factor that can, can really cause issues or problems. Um, you know, unfortunately, people who are doing drugs um, can be very good liars because they're very desperate to get what they want. And I would say that, you know, if, if, if someone's addicted to drugs, the, the, and, and I know this is going to sound kind of sweeping and, and stuff, but they're going to be liars because, um, uh, because the, you know, one way or another, they need that in order to, to get what they're wanting. Sure. And, um, and so, so someone can be seem really sweet or wonderful or skilled or other things like that. And because they're addicted to drugs, um, they can, they can fool you. And so I think, I really think that uh, doing random drug screens ongoing is good because you never know when you're going to get pulled. And, um, and if, and so for that reason, we're considered by the state of Ohio, a drug-free workplace. Um, and, and again, I think that's, you know, that's one of those critical things ultimately and, and, um, being licensed by the state is a like the basic, but really companies themselves have to have internally very high standards saying, this is what we're going to do. This is what good looks like. And we will hold to that standard and, um, and and really develop that as on a non needed as an as needed basis, um, based on um, you know what what is going on right now. So, for example, you know um, maybe if if we were talking about the 1940s or 1950s, drugs 
probably were not the thing you were worried about with someone going in. You might worry about other things, but it wasn't drugs, right. you know? Right. And, and so, you know, but as the world has changed and the needs have changed, companies have to say, okay, this is a problem. We need to do something about it. What are we going to do? And then set the standards, you know, as an agency to be able to say, this is how we're going to approach this. You know, we, we see that this is um, something that um, we want to get ahead of and prevent it from being a problem. So, so before we close out, my question to you is if I'm calling your company uh, because I'm looking for a caregiver for a loved one, um, mm. what are some of the questions that I can ask to find out if you belong to other organizations, if you are, if you have the licensure, do I get to see a copy of it if, you know, if I'm going to hire you? Well, you can actually look it up. So you can go okay. on the state and, and look it up. Although it's, it's not as easy to look it up as, as it seems. Um, I think when we were, um, when I was trying to look ours up, you know, it it like didn't show up when I typed in one thing and then it showed up when I typed another thing in. <laughs> so it's probably best just to ask, are you licensed by the state? You know, then first and foremost, um, you know, and um, you could potentially, I guess, ask their license number um, if you wanted to, you know, it's on, on the printed document. Um, I, so I would ask, are you licensed? Um, I would ask, um, I, are you, you know, an employee-based model? Do you, um, you know, is liability on me? Someone fell in my house or is liability on you? <laughs> you know, um, okay. is it worker, is it workers' comp or is it going against my homeowner's insurance? You know, and um, who is, are you paying their taxes or, you know, is it in no man's zone? Um, which means that maybe I'm responsible for paying, you know, their right. payroll taxes. And, um, you know, could the government come after me in a couple of years in, in those situations? So I would ask that, who's, who's the actual employee or employer in this situation? Because that also affects things like supervise, supervision and other things, um, because, you, you know, you're um, if if you're the employer, you are then the supervisor as well. Um, in in that case, um, I would also um, ask what associations they're a part of. I would listen to see if they say they're part of the Home Care Association of America because I think that's the one that is very specific to our industry um, and that has standards that are tied in with that. Um, I would ask, or does the state of Ohio um, consider you a drug-free environment or follow those standards that you could be classified as a drug-free environment um, or work, excuse me, drug-free workplace? Um, uh, as, um, I think is actually the proper wording for it. Um, you know, I would ask what, um, uh, you know, what their training looks like. Uh, do they have ongoing training? 
do they pay differently for people that achieve training milestones? Uh, do they pay actually for their caregivers right. training? Right. Um, do they have a nurse on staff um, that, um, you know, who is doing training or, or some sort of supervisory role? Um, I, I think that, you know, obviously this is a basic, but do they have sure. you know, liability insurance and, and professional, you know, um, insurance, um, you know, in, in as well. Um, I would, I personally would ask what their, their interviewing process looks like. What percentage of people that come to them, do they actually in the end? Hire, you know, are they hiring ninety percent of the people who apply, or are they hiring at the other end of, right. of you know, um, based on on you know standards or criteria that they have? You know, are uh, are they doing one interview or are they doing multiple interviews? Um, the the and what's their orientation like? Those are all critical things because what that actually shows is what kind of standards does this company have? Um, and and the measure in many ways is more, you know, are they are they working to a higher standard? Um, and, and I mean, that's what that really reflects sure. is are they working to a higher standard? Are they working to it? someone might miss, you know, or not do certain things and may do other things, but overall um, you really want that. And you don't want kind of a slick answer. You know, if you feel like people are moving the shells around as, as they're talking to you, it, you know, you shouldn't be comfortable with that. Exactly. You, know? um, <laughs> you, you don't, you know, you, um, and, and in the end, this is, um, whether you're you're talking, you know, on the phone for the individuals, um, or if you're talking to, you know, an owner or someone in charge or you know who is doing things, you really need to know: Do I trust this individual, or do I feel like I can trust this individual? Right. Do I get that feeling like, you know, someone has my interests in mind, or I do? Do I get the feeling that this is all about the company? Um, because if you have a gut feeling this is all about the company, um, I don't care who it is, even if it's us, you need to go with another company, you know, because you need to have a feeling of trust and cooperation and we're working together. And, you know, the, that this um, this individual, because, you know, I mean, let's let's face it. The, anytime where you're dealing with humans and schedules, you're going to have things that are going to pop up. Oh, sure. You just need to know that the company is is working through it as with you, and that that is not what they're, you know, aiming for or their what their standards are. And again, if one person fails in that process, um, which might happen, you know, this is you're gonna they're going to work through it. They're going to do it. the The other couple questions I think I would ask is how large is is their pool of caregivers, you know, it's, it's a big difference if someone has 20 caregivers or if they have um, 200 caregivers that they're doing. 
because it allows flexibility or if someone calls off that, you know, have someone else jump in, sure. you know, things of that nature. Uh, are they open? And what I mean by open, do they have someone available 24 hours a day? Um, so that if there was an emergency and it was after hours, you can actually get a hold of a human being. Right. You know? One one thing I think you should look at very carefully is when you call an office, um, are you are you actually getting a real human being or are you getting an answering machine? Um, that you should get a real human being. Um, you know, one of my things is we answer our calls. You know, someone calls in. I, I'll take. I hate the large hospital systems where you call in and you get a, you know, a, a prompting, press one, right. press two, things like that. That drives me bonkers. I, I think that, you know, um, especially when you understand who your audience is, sure. you know, our, our audience is largely people who are older or who, in price, who are in crisis. They need someone to answer the phone. And, you know, during regular office right. hours at, at the very least. And and so um, it should be simple. You pick up the phone, you call it, you get a human being, they help you out and things like that. And if you're getting voice prompts and, and things, people hide behind that sometimes. And, um, and they don't get back in touch with you and whatever. And it, that's probably a harbinger of things to come. So... You know, um, you're just bringing back memories from seven years ago. But I will say, as somebody who's been through this, when I got those voice recordings, okay, um, I usually didn't even leave a message because it yeah. was like, I need to talk to somebody now. Like you said, it, we were sort of in crisis mode. And those that answered their phone and talked to me and were able to give me information and either made appointments with me almost right away. I knew that they had, you know, my mother's, you know, welfare in mind and they had mine. Right. Um, and, you know, sadly, some of the ones that didn't answer their phones right away, maybe they were going through their own crisis on that day. Um, so we have to give them a little bit of a break. But I do know when I've been at your office, there's always somebody answering the phone. And if your receptionist isn't at the, her phone, I can hear somebody else answering it. So, Oh, yeah. No, no. That, I, I will tell you, that's one of my pet peeves. And does it ever get to the point where, I, I mean, you know, on most days, there's probably... Um, 12 to 14 people that are dedicated to, to answering the phones. Does it ever get where it can, all the phone lines are full? Yeah, it, it, but it's rare. I mean, it's, it's, it is a far exception um, for that because, uh, um, you know, and, um, and then, you know, our goal is to get back to people right away. If they do leave a message, if, if that happens, because, you know, I mean, my staff knows that that drives me crazy that we didn't get that call, you know. Exactly. Uh, and and again, it's it's because I know, it's, I mean, for heaven's sake, it was, um, 
you know, I had to call in, I think, for a prescription, and I won't say which hospital system, but one of the hospital systems. And um, and it was on on the hold to get a renewal for a prescription or to talk to someone uh, for like half an hour one day and or or forty minutes it was one of the specialty offices, and and then. You know, in the end, like the, it sounded like it was going to connect, and it cut me off. And oh. and and then I thought, I have to get back on now, and I have to wait another whatever amount of time. And and I I thought I thought there is something really really wrong with this. Um, it may have actually been to schedule an appointment. I, um, for it anyway, the the long and the short of it is there was something not very good about that situation, and I was not a happy camper. I I don't and blame the, you, and I think most of us have had those similar experiences. Um, well, anyway, I'm glad to know <laughs> that uh, licensure, you know, did go through, and um, it's something that we can keep looking at and seeing how how well it's working out for, you know, those of us who need those services. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, good thing is it's through in the state. I mean, it's gone through in the state it's in um, it's being implemented. <coughs> and as time goes on, there'll be more and different standards that are going to be happening, but this is the foothold. This is where, you know, it's starting. And then, you know, some of the questions that I had mentioned, I do believe that that will help people in making a guided um, or a a good choice um, when they're going through a difficult time. So, well, I hope that you have a great week. Yeah, <laughs> I everyone. hope everybody has a great week, and uh, <laughs> as we go into the next month. So, everybody, okay. take care. Talk take care. To you. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye bye.